you doing? I'm the AC, and this is Alcohol Anime! Woo! Coming back at you with a solo podcast again, um, until other things eventually happen, and I either get more people, or I move this Twitch again, but for now, it's just me again this time, as I talk about the movie Bubble that came out on Netflix. There's actually a weird way it came out, but before I get into all of that, I'm going to talk about my usual first thing I talk about because it's the first thing in my name. I also say that usually every time, so I'm not that creative. Uh, I'm going to talk about the anime part of what I did with uh, my drinking and watching Bubble. And it was kind of a weird thing I was wanting to do, but apparently that doesn't exist anymore. But uh, before I ramble on, my original plan was to try to get bubbles like alcoholic bubbles like the kind you would like blow as a kid and what and because i haven't seen of course i knew nothing about this film besides the trailer i did get to watch the trailer first i don't even remember if i read the description of the movie considering i can't even remember anything of what the description might have said uh, i watched the trailer it looked cool there was a lot of actual bubbles and i was like okay well these could be like soap bubbles it could be like the kind of bubbles you blow and i was like is there a way to make those kind of bubbles alcoholic kind of just float out and i started doing a little research on this and i actually found ways to do it or i found like edible bubbles i don't know if you can't even eat enough bubbles uh like floating in the midair that are enough to be bad for you i'm sure if you drank whatever kind of bubble fluid probably would not be good for you at all but yeah and there was something like you can mix your alcohol favorite alcohol into whatever kind of bubble mixture and then blow it out and they would be technically be alcohol bubbles and i don't know if it actually worked or not because i could not find like them actually being sold anymore. Apparently, I don't know. They might have been crazy, a little fad, a little something back in like 2016. But then, well, things happened, I guess, and no more fun. And, uh, yeah, apparently there's just not being made uh, to be sold anymore. Of course, there's still people trying to sell them, I guess. Uh, they're super expensive. Would not have gotten here in time anyways for me to... Uh, do that and watch the movie also i don't know logistically how that would work for me drinking i feel like you would not be able to actually drink the bubble i feel like even if you did you would get close to it it'll pop maybe some of it will splash on your mouth your face just mostly in the air it might have been waste it might have been waste time it would have been something cool and funny to do but i guess it just wasn't meant to be I don't know. I still think that is cool, but yeah, there is no way I was going to be able to get that. I guess I could have tried just getting regular bubble mixture and mixing a little bit of alcohol in it. I don't just experiment with that. At least I guess. I guess I still could. I do still make my little skit thing or short or whatever I do for all these. And I'm kind of drawing a blank on anything clever to do. So maybe I could try that. I don't know. I've have other ideas. They're not good though. None of these were supposed to be good. They were just supposed to be something quick and dumb, and I now put too much work in. But anyways, <clears throat> alcoholic bubbles, out of the question. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I need to think of some kind of bubble-related drink. I guess I could bubbly. 
I mean, I should I could have got champagne. Ooh, I should have got some champagne. You know, because that's like the bubbly, fizzy. Uh, that's what I don't know. I think I've heard people say that. Oh, I didn't even think about that until right now. But that's a lot better idea than whatever I was about to say and what I actually did. Okay, so my next idea was bubblegum. I was like, bubblegum flavored something. Uh, I call it bubblegum, maybe. And I was kind of put that together. And a while ago, I don't know, a few years ago, whatever, I accidentally made a drink that tasted like bubblegum. And all it was was melon liqueur and vodka. I thought it tasted so much like uh, bubblegum. Had other people try it. They disagreed with me a little bit. So, mm, but it tasted so much like bubblegum to me. They kind of said it tastes like Pepto. And I was like, well, that's not good. Because Pepto doesn't make me feel good. I don't like it. Uh, so that was disappointing. Anyways, I decided, hey, bubblegum, it's this drink I actually kind of thought of. I sh- maybe should have checked to double check. It wasn't already a thing anyways. Uh, it probably is. At this point, everyone must have made everything. But I decided that it was the best I could think of by the time I wanted to actually watch this. And I was like, I gotta have some kind of drink. It's half the name of the it's half the name of the podcast. Uh, I wish I would have thought of champagne now. Dang. Um, so yeah, when I originally made it, I used Tito's vodka and Midori. And I was like, ooh, those are really expensive. I think I can use cheaper alternatives. So this time... I used um, Day Cooper, Cooper, Kuiper, Keeper, something, whatever, melon liqueur. And I've used this before, I, uh, back when I did. Oh, dang. When I used this and the chocolate liqueur, and then something else. Was that uh, uh, How Pick Up Girls? Is it wrong? The, the uh, Orion. Wow. Oh, I don't know. I think it was that. I think I used these and mixed them together in some kind of... Yeah, I think it was Orion's Bell, Orion Bell, whatever it's supposed to be. Uh, with that, wherever that drink was. I forgot it already. But I definitely know I used this brand. And I liked it. And then I mixed it with some Pearl Vodka. Because it was cheap. And it looked fine. Gluten-free, American-made, apparently. I don't care about any of that. And But it was also Pearl... It's like a, a percussion symbol, other stuff. Just a percussion brand that I was familiar with. And the logo for the Pearl Vodka reminded me a lot of the uh, Drum Pearl logo. And I was like, oh, cool. This should be good. Because of this one simple dumb reason. And you know what? I don't know if it is or not. Uh, I'll mix it. Mm, wasn't quite thrilled with it didn't taste exactly like bubblegum or whatever like I originally thought maybe it's because it's the different brands it's the brands apparently make a different but I haven't tried the Pearl Vodka by itself so I don't know how it actually tastes I do remember Tito's is actually pretty good uh, and then of course Midori is really good it might just been the brands was the perfect combination now and vodka and melon liqueur by itself in and of itself, I guess, isn't really that much of a great mix. But I tried it, and then I was like, okay, well, I need one more thing. Just to, because it's kind of boring. It's just two things. I was like, I got it. I'm going to go put some bubble gum in this. So I went to the store. And apparently that store had no bubble gum. I don't know what 
like you know there's the parts up next to the register there's packs of those but those aren't really bubble gum bubble gum those are just like hey your breast stinks have a piece of gum kind of gum but i want a bubble gum something you chew and blow bubbles because the bubble big part of this it's important so i did eventually find a bag a big bag of double bubble uh not a huge fan of double bubble it's like tough and i wasn't crazy about it and i it was i could only find a bag bigger than i wanted but i got it because it's like i want to do this now i don't want to go to another store because i'm lazy <laughs> and i probably could have and found much better stuff i want a hubble bubble hubble bubble is a lot better um there's plenty of other bubble gums out there i think i can't even name another, another brand maybe there's not but hubble bubble still better got double bubble not great uh it's a weird i don't know it, it, you get like three chews and then it turns to like this tastes like rubber rubber chemical maybe bubble gums flavored if i try to focus really hard on that part so not great however completely unexpected i was like i'm gonna put this piece in my drink and while i drank it or by the time i finish drinking it maybe it'll soak up some of this alcohol and it'll be something and surprisingly it did not however it did get a lot softer and that was better and i felt like it kept more of its bubbly bubble gumness that it should have i don't know it it was okay it, it seemed better maybe it's because i was just drinking and that made the bubble gum seem better but yeah it was okay. It was an experiment. That's something I want to try more of. And it will. S I don't know. I need to start making more original drinks. Uh, so this is a step in that direction. I talk about making more original drinks. But now that I think about it and just putting it all together to talk about what kind of drink would fit this movie, champagne wouldn't really fit. It's not the same kind of bubble. I wish I could have done the actual alcoholic bubbles, but I guess there's not really much I could do with that. It'll be cool, but I can't sit and blow bubbles when watching a movie and pay attention enough to come and do a nearly hour-long podcast with it. So, I don't know. That, it, I, it was the best I could do. I did it. Okay. It was still a fine drink. The drink's fine. It's, I mean, it's alcohol. Mm. Oh, that, that was the other reason I got the bubblegum. It was like, hopefully, uh, the bubblegum flavor would mix into the drink. I don't remember if it even did. Probably not, considering the bubblegum also didn't taste like alcohol. So, I don't know. Experimentation is the best you can do. Um, but, yeah, bubbly. <clears throat> if you can make the champagne even more bubbly. Just a, what if I just got a drink and nothing but, like, the head or the foam of... Uh, champagne. You know what else? So, like nitro beers, even though it's kind of the opposite direction, but they get really foamy, and it's like the nitro. It's supposed to have smaller, tighter bubbles, so it kind of feels like it's opposite way. But there's still bubbles, right? Ah, uh, yeah, well, uh, yeah, they're also really good. But uh, something bubbly. I could have also looked up drinks. I didn't even bother to look up like bubble related drinks or bubble flavored drinks. I'm sure there's also like bubblegum flavored liquors out there. Seems like a weird thing people would do. There's all kinds of other weird flavors. Why not bubblegum? I could have done that, but 
I need to expand more. Be more my own self. I still need to put together that anime alcohol book. Not a cookbook. Alcohol, just drink book. Drink book, something like that. So I need to start doing that. And I need, and if I'm going to do that, then I need to start coming up with my own drinks. Otherwise, what's the point? You know? So that's why I'm drinking. Don't know, like I said before, I don't know what my little short is going to be. I, I, I don't even know if it's a spoiler because it's not even like uh, actual idea I have yet. But uh, I, I don't know. Do do something more bubblegum. Be like alcohol bubblegum. Be dumb. My usual dumb self. I don't know. It's I still have a little time. I put that out the week after I put out this podcast, so I have a week to think of it. Hopefully it's something better by then. So uh, if you're listening to this when it releases, uh, you get to wait. If you listen to it sometime later, it's maybe out there. Uh, I don't know. I put it on my Instagram, YouTube. Uh, but yeah, that's the alcohol portion of this podcast. <laughs> it's the best I did. I'm like I'm not ashamed of it, but I could do better. I could have tried harder. I just wanted to do something myself. And I thought I thought it would taste like bubblegum. But yeah, no, moving on. That alcohol talk done. No more of that. It also probably doesn't help that I'm still drinking. I like talking about alcohol. That's why I made this podcast. So, let's talk about the actual movie Bubble. Yeah, the next film. Not to be confused with another film called Bubble. That is also a Netflix film that also came out around the same time on Netflix. Weird that they did that. Don't know why. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's about an hour and 40 minutes, so it's not the shortest anime film. It's not also long either. Ah, uh, But the weird part about its release, though, aside from the fact that there's a similar named movie also on Netflix, is it came out or premiered as far as information I could find. Maybe there's more. But it appeared in Berlin first on February 10th, 2022. So, this like a new movie. It came out this year. This year meaning 2022, depending on when you're listening to this. Then it came on Netflix. I guess the rest of the world, or I don't know exactly which parts of the world. It's on Netflix where I watched it, so it's good. Uh, it came out on April 28th. And then it didn't have its actual theatrical release in Japan in May 13th. I don't know why. Uh, that's a weird thing for Japan to get this film last, unless it also came out somewhere else, and I just couldn't find that. Weird. Berlin? Okay, weird. Netflix, I guess, and then a theatrical release. May 13th. Why? So, okay, cool. I mean, I wish it would have gotten a theatrical release here, too, because, um, it's not the most amazing movie ever, anime film ever. But it's, I feel like it does have that same kind of tone. It's on par with other films like Silent Voice, Weathering With You. Especially a lot of Weathering You vibes. There's a lot of water-related anime films. And a lot, and even more coming out later, which I'm probably going to watch and do podcasts on. But yeah, I feel like it could have been a theatrical film. And it's, I mean, it's even a little longer than some of the other films that have came out lately. Uh, and I feel like there, it's better. It's a pretty good film. It's uh, fun to watch. But uh, besides that, um, it's from Wit Studio. 
plenty of other well-known titles from them. But my favorite part, and the part that one of the parts that excited me the most, is the composer is Hiroyuki Sawano. Ah, he's one. He's pretty much one of my favorite composers, if not my favorite composer. And it's so weird. It took me a little while to really realize it was him. Uh, and the only reason I recognize it is from the drums. I'm, I'm primarily a percussionist, so maybe that's why. But yeah, I was just... Apparently, maybe he just uses the same kind of drum style in his songs. And I'm sure the rest of the music has the same, his similar kind of style to it. But yeah, the drums, at some point in the movie, it was just like, wait a minute. This is so familiar. I looked up, it was him. So stoked for it. He... He just seems to be doing everything now. Ah, oh, it's so cool. What other... There must have been other movies and stuff. Uh, or things I covered in this podcast with him in it. Ah, oh, so cool. That was an exciting discovery. Because I suck at recognizing things. Uh, even though I got my... Went to school for music. Got a degree and everything. And I still am like, I can't recognize music. But for I always recognize his music. And it was like... I reckon I first found him in like Xenoblade Chronicles X. If you listen to me talk about him at any other point, you're probably going to hear all this again. But then recognized him in Premiere. Uh, I think he also did stuff in Attack on Titan, even though I'm not crazy about Attack on Titan, but he still did it. And it's, there's so much. And it's so good. It's so cool. But yeah, that's the composer. Um, that's the, just a little tidbit. I really wish it would have came to theaters. The, I feel like. It coming to Netflix, yeah, it's, I guess it's more available to people that way, but it gets kind of just swept under the rug, I feel like. Like, a theatrical release, you can get a lot more attention, kind of, and I feel like just putting it on Netflix, it's just like, here's another, here's another thing of all these other things that are coming out, but I don't know, there's no talent how well it would have done in uh, theaters. I feel like these mm, newer standalone films maybe are not going to do as well anymore. Even though Your Name was great. I love Silent Voice, uh, Weathering With You. They're great films uh, and people like them. But now you have even more films like The My Hero Academia, Sword Art, uh, Mugen Train, Demon Slayer came in and just completely wrecked everything. Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, and now One Piece Red, which looks like it's going to be awesome. It's, and it's like these more, these series are, their movies are starting to get more attention now. Which, they're still good movies. Um, but I still like these standalones. But they might have already had their time and have kind of passed by a bit. I don't know. But I feel like it really should have had a chance in theaters outside of Japan. And other places. Here. I wish I could have went and saw it in a theater. I don't know where at. Wish I could have just saw it regardless. Mm. And make other people go see it. I like watching anime films in theaters. They're always... I don't know. seem more exciting. And whatever. <clears throat> I need to see when the next one in theaters is going to be. The only downside... Is when I see them in theaters... I can't get too drunk. And then I can't do an anime episode on it. So... It coming out on Netflix kind of actually does benefit me more... And there's going to be even more coming to Netflix, which I'll be able to watch. All of them, I'm pretty sure, have to do with water. Weird. that It's like that. I do like the theater. Mm, especially when I can go to a nice one and they have really nice seats. The ones I have to go to now are not that nice. 
But either way, still fine, whatever. Let's actually talk about what happens in this film. Uh, a little bit. More just a run through. I have more notes and I'll talk about at the end, just overall thoughts. But that's more just a introduction of uh, where it came from. Why it came from anywhere. I don't know. But first off, talking about this film, the opening was dope. Damn, it was so cool. There's always, uh, these films usually have a more typical theatrical opening to them, like you would see kind of any movie, really. This one had like a really cool opening that was just like any other anime episodes, which is cool, and I'm all for it. It kind of just felt like, it really gave me a feeling that I was about to just watch an episode of anime, not this movie. Of course, it did turn into a whole movie, but I probably should have looked up the name of the song. But whatever it was, pretty dope. Um, I could go and look into it. But if you do not know what Bubble is about, now that I'm finally talking about it, it's like trying to do a description that would do this film justice. At some point, there's this big cataclysmic event in Tokyo that uh, put a giant bubble over, I guess, a lot of the city. It does, Tokyo is huge, so it didn't look like it was that big. But it started right over Tokyo Tower, I think that's called. I mean, it covered a decent amount of area. And it flooded the area. Everyone had to evacuate. But after that happened, uh, a bunch of kids just came, kind of moved in. I guess once you didn't like the outside world, no one really seemed to stop them. Or no one came after them. But there, there's some adults who do whatever. But it's mainly just run by a bunch of teenagers. A teenage boy teenage boys too there's only like one actual woman there's only a few adults and then there's only like one woman who's like some kind of scientist who has a name definitely has a name that I will remember uh, in any second now uh, Makoto she's like some kind of scientist studying uh, whatever but for some reason I get it's cool. I like the, this idea like this is what everyone is doing and this is what matters. And it's like you think of these words like Hugo. Everyone's just playing Yu-Gi-Oh! Pokemon. Everyone's just doing Pokemon battles. And like in this bubble, everyone's just doing what they call Tokyo Battle Corps which is pretty much just parkour, capture flag kind of stuff. They start they have a destination they need to get to uh, to get grab a flag and they just parkour and do all kinds of stuff and they can they have these giant bubbles that they can bounce off of and these crumbling buildings and a flooded streets and people who actually do uh, come and save them if they need it which of course this being a movie a lot of times they apparently do need it so it's good everyone's mostly everyone's just watching everyone's back even this kind of competitive more just fun kind of parkour game uh, but they do stuff like uh, bet supplies, you know, though, I don't know, I don't know where they're getting the supplies from now, think about it. I guess somebody must be leaving the bubble to go get them, but you don't really see that. I don't think you see anyone actually leave the bubble and come back the entire time of the movie. Mm. Maybe these supplies are just scavenged from what was left over. It was a big area. I don't remember exactly how long it had been since this big bubble uh, came into the area, but um, it mainly follows this kid, kind of teenager uh, named Hibiki. He's part of 
this team called Blue Blazers, but he's more he's more just solo. He's just there. I don't know how they picked the teams. I don't know if there were already teams in, when they came there. Or there there's only like four of them, <laughs> and or he's just they met up and they kind of just like pick teams on their own. I don't know how this works, but yeah, he's on a team, but he pretty much plays by himself. But he's like a genius parkour. Um, however. He is, wears a lot of his headphones a lot of times, which I think is a cool look. It's something I would do all the time if I could, but that's mainly just so I could ignore people yeah, and listen to music. But also, I like the like big, over-the-ear headphone look. Uh, his is because the he has like sensory overload, sound overload. It's uh, auditory hypersensitivity, and it really doesn't cause him throughout the film any like major problems but it is it's more of an annoyance and just part of his character part of his background it was a bigger problem but in this movie itself nothing too problematic with that itself but it does kind of open up that he hears some kind of voice singing whatever coming from Tokyo Tower he's always curious about that um Oh look, I have notes. Uh, <laughs> I'm all over. I'm gonna be all over the place. It shouldn't be. Uh, so the name of the mysterious explosion was called Bubble Fall. Simple, but yeah. So he hears this singing from Tokyo Tower. Apparently, that's where he was when this bubble fall happened, and he was like a survivor of that for some reason. Uh, but. He goes, he tries to parkour his way up it again to try to figure out what the song is, what's going on. And he fails, um, which is kind of a big deal. Uh, because there's these two vortexes, whirlpool kind of like things. One's called an antline pick. It's like some pink vortex in the water. It's what everyone can watch out for. Um, they can have to go save them a lot from it, it seems like, when they fall in. But... What seems even more sinister is something they call the spider web, which is like some kind of black vortex, which if I remember correctly, kind of just appears out of nowhere or and anywhere within. I don't, know. I don't know what the rules are, but they just appear and they suck in stuff a lot. Almost like a black hole, kind of. Maybe not that intense, but that's pretty much what it is. So that kind of happens while he's trying to transverse Tokyo Tower. He falls into the water, but then he's kind of saved by uh, a girl who is uh, born from a bubble. And she's like part bubble, part Hibiki's breath, part modeled after some poster she's seen or it saw. I won't say she, why not? Uh, and then a cat that it ran into at one point, and yeah, it's, it's weird. And I was like, I don't know why bubbles have sentience in the first place. It was the only one in that it showed pretty much of all these other bubbles floating around. This one had sentience for some reason. Hmm, suspicious. But yeah, she saves him. Um, they're eventually found. She's brought back with him. And before I forget, just going back to the fact she was also part cat because she acts like a cat uh there are there are still animals other animals that just i guess thriving they seem to be doing fine in this but yeah that's interesting 
it's some it is weird it's like it's just this flooded area it would almost seem like some weird nature thing just decided to take back what was it take over the city and then nature is just still doing its thing there's just now weird bubbles floating around everywhere but yeah this girl goes back with Yubiki after being rescued uh one no one is weirded out as much as they should be that this girl from nowhere who doesn't really talk who acts like a cat doesn't seem to really know anything nobody's weirded out by that that much it's like i feel like everyone would be a lot more cautious suspicious just at least weirded out like the fuck is going on here who is this i don't know nobody cared though and i thought that was weird i was like hmm thought some kind of a lot more of a reaction would have happened but nope this is it but then they name her Utah, and I don't know if this is just cool, just a very such a clever name, or if it's just so lazy. It's one of those things like it's too good to actually be that clever, and it's like okay, this just seems obvious. Utah means song, <laughs> and it's, so it's obvious the song or whatever that Hibiki was hearing was Uta. And, ah, I could have sang or did something. I don't know. It's like, it's only eight notes. And it's, hmm, 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 Nope, that's not it. I don't remember exactly how it goes. Hmm. Uh, maybe if I'm nice and I remember, I'll plug it in to the podcast right about here. I don't know if I did it or not, but there you go. Uh, it's just like eight notes, and it's kind of nice. But it, after that, it really starts taking off, and you hear it all the time. It drives me crazy because I was humming it so much, but now at the moment I need it, I can't remember it. What was it? Oh, huh? Uh, I hope I remember to plug that in. But. Um, then ever since Uta shows up, she has a weird, not a weird, she just, one, she can read. That's weird. I don't know how she learns, or maybe she was looking at pictures, or maybe she was just looking at the book, doesn't really know what's going on, because, I don't know, it's just a bubble. Uh, but it does take a uh, liking to the Little Mermaid, and try and draw some, like, simile, metaphor, blah, 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 comparisons to what's going on with the Little Mermaid. I don't know the original Little Mermaid tale. I'm sure whatever Disney did changed a lot. Uh, because, and I'm sure whatever really happened was a lot darker. I don't remember. Another thing I probably could have looked up real quick. But I don't know. I would rather read the story. But I'm just going to assume wherever they say and allude to about the Little Mermaid in this film. I'm sure it's right. Why not? I'm sure they, whoever was fascinated with the Little Mermaid enough to put it into this film at least looked up whatever the Little Mermaid story was. Uh, I don't know. Um, but that's going on. Uh, Hibiki's group, who also lives on a ship, big ship, which makes sense. Don't know how it got into Tokyo. Somebody must have drove it there and abandoned it. Uh, but they're getting closer. She's kind of weird. Uh, eventually, though, we find out he has a secret garden. Ooh, that's kind of cool. I like gardens, plants, flowers, all that stuff. I have a little one. 
I would be even cooler if I could have a secret one. But Uta eventually follows him there. They have a nice moment. Um, she finds a seashell that he had. Um, I wrote a little note here called Spiral, parentheses, Uzu. I'm assuming that's referring to the uh, shell. It could also have to do with like those vortex, uh, whatever they're going to be. I don't know. Uh, yeah, or maybe just overall, there's a lot of spiralness in this film. I should have wrote more notes as to why I put that, because I don't even remember. Because this was a small moment, but it was kind of an important moment. Because the show becomes like a, I don't know, important part of their connection or whatever after that point. Even does the whole like, if you put it up to the ear, you can hear the ocean. Which I need to look into the science of that. Somebody must have done the science as to why that seems like a thing. I don't know. It's kind of cool and whatever. But that was nice. Uh, he tells his story, uh, which I guess was him having his auditory hypersensitivity, uh, not having the best childhood because of it. Eventually, his go gets sent or whatever to some group that's in Tokyo Tower and then that's the explosion and then whenever before the explosion is about to happen there was he actually he looked a lot younger so maybe this must have been years uh, since the bubble fall happened but it's like he heard a bubble and the bubble came up to him and I don't know I guess it doesn't matter I'll get to it, it the bubble Turns out, I guess, was Yuta, uh, Uta, and it saves him from the explosion, and that's why he was the one that survived, and that's why he was kind of obsessed with the song and all that. And then they go and have a nice parkour moment with Uta. The two of them just go, do whatever, run around, and it's so exciting. Especially, this is, I think, where it really took off for me, because just so much cool... I like parkour. The idea of it just running around. I used to live like in the woods and just running through the woods not taking not swinging from trees like Tarzan but like really just grabbing on trees and branches and stuff using that for momentum and balance stuff like that is just really cool uh I always want to do parkour more when I got in a city I never did also if you ever see me definitely don't look like the person you could I can but I just look so much fun and like leading up to this watching this film I know I was talking with people about parkour and how I like that a lot more than just running like on a just street on a sidewalk or on a track a lot more exciting than that that seems boring to me I try to run on a treadmill that's still boring but at least I can like watch something or listen to music or nah, no, it's easier if I'm going to go outside I'm going to take my time really observe that's what I like to I like to take walks observe whatever's going on around me especially in nature but if I was to ever run again I'm going I want to find like a trail or something in the woods or whatever uh, something like that maybe a hiking trail and just run that who knows I'll find something like that but parkour just seems so cool now something I always want to do I have a lot of dreams of like parkouring too and it's so cool being able to do that just like climbing up stuff, running across things, jumping, all that kind of cool stuff. But my dreams are mean to me. So anytime, once there's a moment in the dream, I realize it's a dream and I can do all that stuff. I can't do that stuff anymore. So, 
Yeah. Well, that was what was going on leading up to this movie. Then I saw the movie, and I was like, oh, this is so cool. It's so exciting. And it's just simple. You know, it's parkour stuff. It's simple, but it's in this cool world where there's, like, bubbles and, like, just floating things, kind of. Buildings are kind of not great and all, whatever. And then the niceness has to stop at least a little bit. We need at least a little drama, right? So there's another group called the Undertakers. Undertaker, Undertakers. There's just some weird team with tech. I thought they were maybe some kind of outside group that was trying to come in and use this parkour to some kind of sinister plot somehow. But no, there's still just a regular team in there. They're just weird about it. Uh, and they, for some reason, kidnap Makoto, the female scientist, and use her as bait to challenge blue blazers, I guess. They, they use all their tech, like stuff to help give them more jump and whatever, and they beat other uh, teams. That's one of the things I meant to do for alcohol, is to, there are like the four other teams, I don't even remember, there's like, not Red Lobsters. Something Ninja, too. Uh, I don't remember the names. But, yeah. I meant to make a drink for each team. I forgot about that. Uh, yeah, they're mainly based on colors. It'll be something cool. Um, maybe. Maybe that's something that I'll remember when I actually make the book. So, you can look out for that. But, yeah. They use that to challenge the Blue Blazers, the BB team, to come save her. And if they don't, they also lose their ship, the Rayo, which I guess is what it's called. Um, but, of course, they win because mainly thanks a lot to Uta. And, I mean, of course, Yubiki, too. But, yeah. They put a lot of trust in Uta. Uh, but... Yeah, that's just kind of a story that always happens. Technology always kind of loses. Well, it doesn't always lose. It didn't. It still beat Paul Bunyan in those little tales, if you know who that is. But, yeah, you know, of course the good team, the main team is going to uh, win. But, um, yeah. And then, I guess whenever things are starting to get serious, they saved Makoto. Uh, apparently... According to what I wrote down. Because I don't re even remember this. Oh, dang. A lot kind of happens in this movie. Uh, for such a simple concept. But apparently Hibiki's cock blocked by a second bubble fall. Um, you see some of Uta's memories as a bubble. And she has to go back to the tower. This is where it kind of alludes a lot more to like. The Little Mermaid. Apparently the sister in The Little Mermaid. Uh, was possessive. Didn't like the fact that her. The little mermaid or the, that sister was wanting to go up on land and was doing whatever to get her back. And that's kind of what's happening here. Apparently there's a bigger sister bubble that wants Uta to come back and is making things go bad. So she ends up having to go and then of course they're going to have... Hibiki has to go save her. And there's a nice moment of like Hibiki's going to go and then the rest of the blue blazers decide they have to go save her too. Uh, and I was like, oh, this would be a cool moment if all the teams chipped in together because there's a big storm. Uh, the Blue Blazers already saved them, and they're all on the ship. Uh, but they don't. They don't join in. The Undertakers sell their tech to them so they can get there better. But, yeah, it would be cool to see all the teams join the rest of you. Um, the only one who does, someone who I completely forgot to mention this whole time, there's a guy who's kind of like the de facto leader. They never really say he's the leader, but he's like, the like one of the old timers, adult, 
um, who used to also do a lot of parkour stuff. But then I get assume while challenging the Tokyo Tower or whatever, he like lost his leg or something. I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm not making that up. But yeah, he eventually joins in with them too. Way later on, I don't. I don't even think he had the tech. He somehow like catches up to him so easy out of nowhere. Uh, while they're almost there, uh, when everything's starting to get the worst, uh, and only Hibiki's really left, and then Shin shows up to help him out, he pretty much like break dances his way like up this weird tower and to help Hibiki, but. Uh, and he eventually. What what did I put here? He limps, but smack debris prosthetic. Don't know what that's supposed to mean. Anyways, his prosthetic fails on him, even after all his break dancing. But he is able to do it. And then once Hibiki gets inside another bubble within a bubble that contains the other bubble, I guess he's trying to get to. Everything calms down. And then Hibiki enters his memories, kind of. And this is where uh, it explains kind of what happened. There was an explosion that was caused by jealous bubbles um, because it was jealous that the Uta bubble, I guess that's what I'm assuming, it was took a liking to Hibiki um, and it caused the explosion. And also turns out all these bubbles, alien bubbles that come from <laughs> out of space, from nowhere. That's <laughs> kind of wish they wouldn't have done that. Just let the bubbles' origins be a mystery. Because what's going on here? What are they really doing? Uh, it's kind of weird. They make a lot of like space stuff. This is uh, no, I was gonna say for later, but there's a lot of connection to like galaxies and universes and the Big Bang, which. I guess it's supposed to be similar to a bubble fog, and that's completely kind of different. But yep, there, um, there are alien bubbles. Um, okay, I don't even know how to explain that. I don't know how anyone explain it. It's just something you like. This is what they're doing. Uh, cool. Yep. Let's go with it. Alien bubbles, and not only that, a jealous alien bubble. Okay. Cool. Anyways, uh, Uta saves Hibiki again just for him to run away with her to save with save her again there's a lot of saving back and forth which is good teamwork and stuff um but yeah oh one of the things I forgot to say because it's important now um Uta can't touch Hibiki maybe not anyone either or she like that part she uses to touch him turns into bubbles and there's a part where she helps him, and like her arm turns back into the bubbles, but she wears gloves, and it seems I assume it helps it should help, theoretically uh, if, but then she doesn't even use that hand, use the glove hand don't, anyways so eventually, she does turn back into a bubble after saving him one more time, but he still can hear her but, you know, after all that, kind of uh, just a Still kind of a melancholy ending, I guess. I don't know. It was. I, it didn't feel rushed, but it was like it did. Just feel like it ended. Maybe I'm not completely remembering it right, but yeah, it was just like. I mean, it was like a goodbye and all that, but it still was just like, and you're done. You did it. Good job. There you go. 
It's like, hmm, okay. But after that, the bubbles mostly disappear. They disperse, go somewhere, I guess, back to space, back to being alien bubbles. I don't know. That part's still weird. Um, some still remain for some reason. I don't know what they're doing. I guess those are still sentient, or maybe they're just like leftovers. I don't know. I don't know what the, the bubbles are actually doing. The whole alien thing is so bizarre. But whatever. It's anime. What are you going to do? Um, but yeah, re reconstruction on the area starts. But Battlecore still continues. For now. Uh, I would assume they would not like them to keep doing it once people move back into the area. Because people are no fun. <sighs> Maybe I should get back into parkour. There's not really any kind of parkour-esque areas that I could do um well no maybe when I was in doing my undergrad I was pretty sure I saw people parkouring but it's still not that much it's like tiny walls and stuff and like I don't want to go back to the campus I, I don't really want to run around town or go to a larger town and run around that it's because it's not hmm, I don't know I do miss that kind of stuff but I really miss the woods that was fun I, I don't know, I grew up in nature, so city stuff is still weird. I just need a bigger city. I miss Hawaii and Honolulu. Maybe I could have done it there, find an area or just run around in. But I never saw anyone doing it there either. It's a different kind of city. As big as it is, it's not as close. I want to jump from buildings. That's what I want to do. I've um, climbed balconies before, climbed over to different balconies and hotels and stuff when those are close enough. And I guess that's the closest I've gotten to doing stuff like that. Um, the one time I tried to be cool and I tried to jump a rail, but didn't realize there was a drop behind it. And I felt like, I'm probably exaggerating, but I feel like at least six feet, like six to 10 feet from the top of the rail down to the ground. I feel like it was like 10 to nine feet. Uh, it was maybe from like the bottom of the rail to the ground it was maybe six feet. It might have been even less than that. I don't remember. I just remember I was like, rail, I'm going to jump it. I jumped it. Ooh, I was wearing flip-flops too. Flat on my feet. And I have really flat feet. And that hurt. One of the worst pains I've ever felt. Uh, but I did that. That's about the coolest thing I almost did. I need to learn how to like uh, somersault or just like roll after big tall jumps. I've seen people in real life even do that from really high things. I don't. Now, they're also much smaller than me. I'm a pretty big dude. It's hard to imagine someone my size being able to do that. But I could work on it. Parkour just looks so fun. Battlecore. Uh, I don't know if there's a real difference. Uh, but uh, it looks so cool. And this movie, that was just how exciting it was just to see him run and like getting excited and all the cool stuff like that. Uh, so cool. Um, one more thing I just really liked about this is it had... Terrific sound design and choreography. Um, I, I don't even know if sound choreography is a real thing people use. I'll use that term. The design is how it's going to sound. Um, and then like the choreography is where it's going to sound. That's at least what I think and what I mean by it. And it's just like how sound matches up with the action. And like, you know, it's more like a dance. It's like this is happening and the sound is happening. And it's so cool because like I said, there's a lot of running. There's a lot of water noises. There's a, there's a subtle... It's just like a, such a subtle uh, drip, and it sounded uh, like a, 
almost like a sink was clogged or it was like some kind of little suction water suction sound and I swore I just kept hearing it like in my house but I, because when I watch this I wear headphones so I can hear I get a lot of the these subtle noises and I kept like having to take my headphones off because I thought I was just like hearing like for some reason maybe there was something stuck in my sink one of my sinks in my bathroom or kitchen sink or something and I was for some reason able to hear it and it was it was driving me crazy until I realized no it's just there's all these very subtle sounds and that's why I think the design is just so cool there's so many and like it's this it's the small things that really make stuff like this key to what is going on and what happens in it oh that's the best part and that's why I really like wearing headphones now which especially with Fubiki having this like audio hypersensitivity wearing his headphones like it's kind of a perfect thing to do as it really makes it worth wearing headphones so you can hear all these little things I wonder if they did it on purpose hmm it's an interesting thing I wonder if they would have actually figured out like um people like if thought about it, it was like hey if we'll make people wear headphones and then they will hear all these other things that people normally wouldn't be able to hear anyways and of course in a theater with how that works you wouldn't be able to hear stuff like this most likely um so i hmm yeah it's just really cool i'll details so cool uh but let's see i'm sure there are plenty of other things uh, that is, was going on in this. Um, apparently, there was a manga adaption um, by Erubo Hijihara, serialized in Shonen Jump Plus, from April 22nd to May 23rd, 2022, which is before it came out on Netflix and then after it came out in Japan. I don't know, it's so weird. No, uh, things they do with it. I don't know, but it's still cool, anyways. I still feel like um, it could have been in theaters. That would have been cool. Uh, let's see. Oh, okay, so the other teams there was Blue Blazers, Dinky Ninja, I guess. I think, or is that a character? Some kind of ninja, and then Mad Lobster. I don't know if these are people or the teams. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> that, hmm, I guess that's about it, though. But it's just really cool stuff. The space stuff, kind of, it kind of felt like it came out of nowhere. But how else, I guess, are you going to um, uh explain alien bubbles uh wow the track list for this is pretty dope i wish i could see what the actual opening was i could probably find it uh opening theme song is bubble <laughs> bubble featuring uta performed by eve while the ending theme song is ja ne matane matane uh <laughs> Okay, so yeah, I guess it's the original one who voices Uta in the film. Oh, performed by Riria and voices Uta. Nice. Okay. So yeah, a lot of cool stuff. Um, I would recommend it. 
definitely, I would definitely recommend it. It's a good little film to watch, especially if you like bubbles, parkour. Just uh, not, it's not like super action action, but it is a neat little exciting thing to watch. Don't confuse it for the bubble, the other bubble that's on Netflix, which I still don't, I I don't care. I'm not going to look into it. Just anime film and all that stuff. Uh, But yeah, that's it. Music stoke, of course. There's a lot more music to it. Oh, hmm. I wonder if nah. Uh, look up the music too. Uh, the song, the little eight-note song. Um, it's catchy, even though I forgot it already. Um, and they use it a lot. Um, just different variations, either her Uta singing it or humming it or whatever, and then like other actual songs overall. A lot of cool stuff. But, yep, watch it. Give these Netflix anime films a chance. A lot of them are good. Um, they're just nice watches, even if they're not the most, like, overly uh, hyped. Definitely not hyped enough, or they're not, like, the most overly crazy kind of films. They're still good. Um, and Netflix is getting a lot of them, so keep your eye on them. I don't know why they're not coming more to theaters, but, hey, this theoretically gives a chance for more people they could still put it in theaters and then put it on netflix uh that would be cool but then again like i said earlier if they did that it'll be harder to do the drinking and animating part of this podcast together but yep i guess i'll leave it off most of this is just gonna be me rambling uh, really good space is weird parker's cool uh bubbles bubbles, wish I would have had alcoholic bubbles, need to think of more alcoholic drinks, uh, still need to figure out what my shorts going to be, and all that fun stuff, but, yep, that is it, um, yeah, uh, of course, you can go and watch more of, or watch, listen to more of my other episodes of Alcohol Anime, plenty of other stuff, I'm going to be watching and drinking to a lot of different anime films maybe some other little stuff we'll see what goes on with that but yeah if you want to keep up more with me um of course i guess you must have found this on whatever podcast platform you're listening to it on i also have a youtube uh just also the ac stories uh, uh you can follow me on social medias as well also the ac stories um on everything uh Instagram's a little different because that's um, the underscore AC underscore stories for now. I also have a website. You can find all this stuff, I'm sure, in the description. I'm pretty sure I'm putting it all there. But yeah, you can find me. It's pretty easy to find me. And then you can, I don't know, email me. Ooh, do I got any questions? What's a better bubble-themed drink? Also, if you've had alcoholic bubbles, does, does it taste like alcohol? Is it even worth it? I don't know. Plenty of questions. Maybe I should give it a try. Just go buy some little bottle of bubble mix. Put some of this vodka in it. I don't know if I'm actually going to drink all this vodka. I mean, I'm definitely going to drink all this vodka. But I don't know how much I'm going to enjoy it. So I might as well put it in some bubble mix and poison myself accidentally. I don't know. I don't know if saying it or admitting it on podcast is an accident anymore. I'm not going to poison myself. I know that. But, yeah, all that stuff. But, um... Tell people about this. Hey, do you know people who like to drink? Do you know people who like anime? You like people who like both of them, like me, like maybe you too, which is why you're probably listening. 
uh, tell them about it. Share this. Let's spread this. Um, it's a uh, supposed to be a every other week kind of podcast. Let them know that. That's what they're saying. It's not too overbearing. It gives me a chance to find more stuff. Maybe go back and watch older stuff. I do like watching older stuff. There's plenty of older stuff I don't watch and drink too. Plenty of drinks going to be made. Hopefully one day I'll get that uh, alcohol book out. But yeah, uh, tell people about it. If you're on a platform that does likes or favors, I don't know, whatever platform you listen to on, if you can leave comments, go ahead and do that. Review, that's always great. Subscribe, if that's a thing you can do. There's so many platforms out now, and I'm on so many, and it's great. But yeah, do all that cool stuff. You know the drill. Everyone says it. I'm no different. I'm saying it too, because it's always a good reminder, especially if you made it this far. You must have liked it enough. But yeah, um, but... That's it. That's Bubble. That's Bubble. That's my Bubble Gum drink. That's the Bubble anime film on Netflix. I talked a whole lot. There's actually more. I didn't get too crazy into details. There's plenty more in this film that I actually didn't say or didn't get too into. So, you know, even if you haven't watched it yet, you can go back and watch it. But yeah, um, that's going to be it. Uh, so, until next time, thank you so much for listening. I am the AC. This has been Alcohol Anime and... Bye.